Welcome to an extra friendly edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your bosom companion, your chum, Amigo Aaron. Today, joined by a man who hates you and everything you've ever loved, the Brit. Let's try that again, Aaron. What? Okay, 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 I'm sorry. I'll take it from the top. A man who loves you and everything you hate, the Brit. I do love things people hate. There you go. See? <laughs> it all worked out. Great. How's it going this week, the Brent? I am doing well. We'll see how the week goes, though. How about That's yourself? the spirit. <laughs> hey, I'm super duper, as you know. And I'm excited this week because we spun the wheel. We made the deal. And this week, the Brent, we'll be playing games from the uh, very popular Super Nintendo. Yes. The Super Nintendo. Now... Admittedly, uh, this is more of a, a an America centric uh, console than others. But well, uh, I managed Japan. to pri- I managed to pry some Euro gold out of this thing, and I think Brent's got an interesting title as well, Brent. Now you you've got a long uh, vaunted history with the Super Nintendo, don't you? Uh, yes, uh, although my memory of it is completely hazy. Uh, I, oh well, it's not. Yeah, okay. I think a lot mm-hmm. of it is the Nintendo made such a huge impact in my life, and then the Nintendo sixty four made a huge impact in my life, and the Super Nintendo was there. Don't get me wrong, and I loved it, and I loved playing on it, but it didn't have the same impact as uh, the previous and the uh, after generation did. But I. Funny thing you mentioned this, Aaron. I, I'm looking at an episode of Nintendo Power from 97, and it is has a hundred best games of all time, right? And this doesn't, it's not just Super Nintendo, but I wanted to pick some, I wanted to talk about some of the things they had on this list for the Super Nintendo, right? Number two uh, right. on the Super Nintendo. Zelda: A Link to the Past. Now I know right. you're not a big Zelda guy, this but is true. this game was amazing. It was such an improvement over the previous title. Well, although I really loved Zelda too, uh, but this kind of went back to its roots. That top-down perspective had a lot more story. The graphics were amazing. Did you play any uh, Link to the Past? Not really. <laughs> really? Not no. I've said this before. The early Zelda's, the only one that I could tolerate was the one everyone hated, which was Zelda Two, Two. I believe. Yeah, the side scrolling one, which, by the way, was also not very good. But I could, I could at least felt like I was playing a game. Now, see, that was actually the, that's my favorite Zelda, but that's on the NES. So yeah. Well, okay. Well, the, let's the, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm done. I, I just I'm not a fan, but I know it's popular. It's not my cup of tea. Now. On the farther down the list, the next Super Nintendo game they have at number six is Super Metroid. Outstanding game. Holy cow. That I played. This is a game that not only was the gameplay fun, uh, the story was actually compelling. And for a a Metroid game, that's not something you normally hear. Uh, But holy cow, this is an absolute gem. You said you have played this one before, right? Yes. I've played a bunch of the Metroid Metroid games. Yeah, it's good. 
I, you know, it's funny that my favorite Metroid game is another one that most people hate, which is the one they released on the Wii. I thought that was a pretty good Metroid. Okay, and well, I, like, that I, just invalidates all of your opinions. Why? So, next, we're going to talk about 8, 9, and 10 are all Super Nintendo games. And these are this is Nintendo's list of the uh, game, best games of all time as of 97. They've got Final Fantasy 3 at number 8, Final Fantasy 2 at number 9, and Street Fighter 2 Turbo at number 10. Now, I know, obviously, we played the heck out of Street Fighter 2 Turbo, right? And I know Absolutely. you hate turn-based role-playing games. So I'm guessing, have you played either of the Final Fantasies? Oh, God, no. No. Now, no. Final Fantasy, I, I've actually not played Final Fantasy 2. Final Fantasy 3 was the first game, the first Final Fantasy game that I got into. And it's really good. Uh, it great story, great mechanics, but if you're not a JRPG guy, which I completely understand if someone isn't, uh, it's yeah. not going to be your cup of tea. Can't comment on Final Fantasy 2, haven't really played it. Uh, obviously Street Fighter 2, off the charts good. Just uh, it's amazing to me that the, I always, <laughs> these lists, they always have these lists, and they've got these, uh, they've got these Japanese roleplay games all over them. You know, they're why, super why popular, these, man. Why are they so superior to your like, for example, why? So you got your Super Nintendo. There, why? Why would say Final Fantasy two be better than, say, a Super Punch Out or something? I, mean, I don't get that. You know, I mean, I, it's you have, I mean, they uh, they attract uh, those. That's a limited audience that's attracted to those games, where something like a uh, 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 Super Punch Out is, is far more approachable to your average Joe. You know what I'm saying? These lists, they always have these games. They always cater to the fans of these JRPGs. It always bugs me. Well, I don't uh, disagree, but the sales numbers can't don't lie. I mean, like Final Fantasy VII was one of the highest selling games of all time. So, you know, yeah. it's it's not a limited audience. It. Yeah, it had commercials and they showed all the cutscenes. You know, I always wanted to be people saw those cutscenes and were like, holy crap, I got to get me some of that sweet action. And they get home and they're like, what the hell is this? No, I where's guarantee the, where, people didn't. Well, I mean, I'm girl. sure someone did, but that's not the norm. That was my response. Now, you have to go all the way down to number 16 before another Super NES game comes up. But it is one of the best Super NES games of all time. And that's Super yeah. Mario World, something I know yeah. you've played. Yeah. I beat that amazingly. Yeah, I, I would, oh yeah, I would assume so. This was, at, I mean, at the time, revolutionary. Still an incredible game. Something you have to check out if you've never played it. Uh, There's very few dud Mario's. They they do a pretty good job with it with that franchise. Usually, usually. Uh, now, seventeen complete mind blow. Tetris Attack for the Super Nintendo. I, I don't think, think I this, played that. I think this is a pander. Uh, while well, I Tetris think, is awesome. Well, this is uh, not what you normally think of when you think Tetris. I mean, it was, some of it is, but I don't think uh, any puzzle game outside of Tetris would make my top 100 list. Well, that's not true, but I'd certainly have to try, not I'd have to try that because some of those battle Tetris games are actually pretty fun. We used to play one for the Sega where you have two players at once that would... You could really hose the, your partner, and that was always that we did have a real good time with that. So some of those are really good. See, we look, used, Rushi, Rushi says it's great. So there you go. Well, we used to play. Uh, oh 
gosh, I can't the uh, the not Tetris attack version. I'm blanking on the name, but it's the same tile swapping type mechanic uh, all the time. At at uh, competitively over at the Lily household, with my friends from high school, still friends with today, and uh, we played the heck out of it. The I think my biggest problem is I'm not as skilled at that form of puzzle game as I am, say Tetris. So I continuously got slaughtered, and that probably hurts my opinion on the game, and it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. I try not to do that. Uh, just to round out the, the rest of the top 20 here, uh, number 18, Yoshi's Island. Have you played that, Aaron? I hated Great. that game. Gr- huh? <laughs> I didn't like that game at all. No. I didn't like it. What? I didn't, I didn't like it that much. Okay. It is a fantastic platformer. Do not respect Aaron's opinion. Remember, holy cow, Aaron. Great platformer. Great platformer. It took Yoshi and made him a main character in a game where it was absolutely perfectly suited for him to be the main character. It didn't do it for me, man. I'm not going to lie. That one, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. And the what? last one from the Super Nintendo on this list... At number 19, Chrono Trigger. Oh, geez, here we go. I'll get with this. Chrono I thought, Trigger. I thought that was more of a Genesis thing. Isn't that what down on Genesis? No. Okay. Chrono Trigger has one of the, up? the I'm thinking greatest stories yeah. of all time for a, a role-playing game. Super deep, makes you care about the characters, which is vitally important in an RPG. And the it takes you everywhere all throughout time uh from from you know caveman days to the future and everywhere in between does such a phenomenal job excellent music fun and in, in uh intriguing gameplay even though it is just a turn-based rpg if you have to sit down with a turn-based rpg in my opinion chrono triggers where to start I think it is a fantastic game. It's got a cool name. That's one thing I will give it. That's a, <laughs> but it's a, I, that's a game I've, I actually have had a look at that. And it's, again, it's, I, I don't like those type of games. They just don't do it for me, man. So, but hey, whatever, whatever toots your horn. Have you beaten any of those type of games? I have beaten Chrono Trigger. Absolutely. Oh, I beat well, Final Fantasy VII back in the day. I can't remember if I got all the way through Final Fantasy III. I don't think I ever did because I know I didn't own it. I only rented it, but I rented it multiple times. So I don't, I, I cannot remember beating it. So I'm going to say that I didn't beat that one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> those games always do rate highly and they'll do it for me. So, and that'll be the theme going forward today, <laughs> except reverse it. So, <laughs> an interesting look at, at how those games fared. Uh, we from the '97 to, perspective, yeah. And I want to, I want to beat this point home here. When I, when we, as we move down the line here, we had a, the Super Nintendo has a vast, incredibly vast library, absolutely, Brent. And from this vast, popular library, it was our duty to pick out two games to talk about. And I think we really uh, did a bang up job this week. And picking two of the finer titles that were available for the Super Nintendo. Uh, I will lead the dance. Because I can't tell you how excited I am to talk about this particular title, Brent. And uh, 
the title I chose, and I'm going to give you the full name because it's often abbreviated. That's and that's a that that's a disservice. This game. <laughs> this is called Bam Super Drop Zone Intergalactic Rescue Mission. Wait, that's not the full name. You're right. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. It's Archer McLean's <laughs> Super Drop Zone Intergalactic Rescue Mission. There you go. There it is. So I was looking through, you know, I mentioned this last week. I thought I'd try to find some European exclusive. I don't know how much the European exclusives, how much love they get on the Super Nintendo. And I looked and there are quite a few, but man, there's some real duds up in there too. I mean, some stuff I'm like, how did this get released? And so... When I saw Archer McLean's name, I was like, bam, because I knew him from uh, some of our other exploits uh, on our various other shows. Archer McLean has, has uh, done a lot of good stuff, uh, but a lot of his stuff on the 8 and 16 bits, uh, just to go over some of the stuff he's done. Of course, he did the original Drop Zone, which get, we'll get into more of that in a, in a little bit, but he also was responsible for International Karate, uh, Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker, which we, which we played. Archer McLean's Pool, which was great. These were all great games, by the way. Uh, so he's done some good stuff uh, back in the Dizay. And so I thought to myself, man, here it is, European exclusive, and it's a remake of an 8-bit title or a soup or a, or a souped-up version. I'm in, brother. And, and so that's how I determined what I was going to play. Uh, this game was uh, published by Psygnosis. I, I, that's something else. Psygnosis, I'm in. I didn't know they. I didn't know they published any titles for the Super Nintendo. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, this was released. This uh, were released in '94. This also eventually got a Game Boy Advance and a PlayStation uh, release. Brinster, uh, of course, Arch McLean was the man behind it. Uh, <clears throat> so, how familiar are you, Brent, with the original Drop Zone? No, played it. Uh, the original Drop Zone was a game released uh, in uh, in '84, so ten years prior, and was released on all the eight. That explains machines. a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't know this, did you? Yeah. <laughs> so it was released on the Atari Eight Bits, the C sixty four, the Game Boy, uh, uh, and the original NES, bunch of other stuff. It was all over the place, right? And so, uh, and this has quite a following on the on the C sixty four. This was uh, Archer's first commercial game, Drop Zone. And so it did real well. It is real popular in Europe. So you know what that means. It means it's time to, to soup this bad boy up and give it a Super Nintendo. And you know, one thing I like with the Super Nintendo is that they didn't screw around. You just took a name and add Super to it and you're in. I think yeah. that's probably the only console you could do that to, right? You didn't. That's something you haven't seen be- really before or since, have you? Where they just slap that on the front, and then that's your game. <laughs> that, that's built-in title. Add when super. Scroll, when you scroll down the list of stuff to play, like coin ops, and you get to the S's, and you get, there's like four million supers. Everything's yes. super. So that, that, that's the way, that's the way you do it. So, you're, I know you're asking yourself. Aaron, what is Super Drop Zone, and what differentiates it from the original Drop Zone? Well, not much, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. Uh, I've got the flavor text here. I'm not going to read all of this, but it does give you, does fill you in on what that, what the hell's going on here. So, what I like about the manual for this is it tells you what was going on in the original Drop Zone, and then it tells you what's going on here. Right, so. It starts off with then. Does it just add super in front of all the no, words? No. It says, 
10 years ago, there was a devastating robot war in 2084. Could there be a connection to Robotron? We don't know. Uh, it caused mankind to seek out new sources of minerals, right? And that they found a bunch of minerals on the Jupiter's moon uh, Io, okay? Uh, so since it was the 80s, they saw that they, that these volcanoes were throwing up these minerals, and so they had to go send some poor sucker to go get these minerals, all right? And, th- and that was the drop zone guy, right? Now, you know how it is when you go to one of these planets, you start harvesting the minerals, here come those aliens. They're yeah. always out there. <laughs> and so these All aliens the time. Came, the aliens came to Jupiter to hose up our plans, right? And that so that was your original drop zone. Then it says now, so 10 years later, basically, in 2095, uh, the uh, the Earth has gotten their act together, and so they've got three more moons that, that they're mining. Okay, they're still fighting the aliens, but the aliens keep coming back with more powerful stuff, right? And so your job in this thing is to mine these planets. And if you mine them good enough, you can even get to Jupiter. So and try to finish the aliens off once and for all. So uh, my guess is, and just like in a lot of games, you're basically you went to someone else's backyard, started taking their crap, and then they started attacking you, and we were like, screw you, we'll kill you. So I think in Charlie, you sort of could be the bad guy. That's, <laughs> that's so the earth and way. <laughs> that is the earth and way. You'll notice that it, when you play Super Drop Zone, it's sort of a no-frills game. I mean, it's not a lot. It, uh, uh, it just sort of comes up. Uh, you... Uh, you uh, it it doesn't have like uh, what I would call an elaborate uh, uh, opening. I mean, it, or anything spectacular. I mean, Super Nintendo games were sort of known. They were pretty flashy. You know, I, I, this one's not what I would call mega flashy, uh, but it, it, I guess it's uh, serviceable. So, in Super Jobs, I picture a guy. If you're listening at home, picture a, an astronaut with like a uh, a, a those big backpacks on. That's the guy you play. Now, picture the game Defender. Okay, this is very, very similar to Defender. Uh, you fly around uh, this planet. At the bottom of the screen is radar. It's good radar, by the way. It's it's way better than the radar <clears throat> Defender because you can actually pick out ground elements in it. And you fly around, and what you're attempting to do is shoot all the aliens that you see. Okay, and uh, what's that? I'm not and, done. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, there are these little. And this is also explained in the documentation. These planets are very unstable. So they got a bunch of scientists up there, okay, to keep the planets from, uh, you know, getting all whack, all the volcanoes, right? Your job is to make sure these vol- these uh, these uh, uh, scientists don't fall into alien hands, because if they do, the aliens can mutate into these things that come that like get a, bo- a bead on you and come after you. The the uh, scientists they're not just walking around out there like say choplifter. They're in these little pods, all right. They look like little. They almost look like little, uh, little star asterisks. They look like uh, 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 atoms. That's right. Yeah, it, that's a better description. And the aliens will come get them. And the funny thing is, the game has sound cues uh, for when this happens, and it's like a you know, like a, it's someone whistling at you, like uh, uh, almost nonchalantly. Actually, just kind of, I'm being abducted, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and you go get them. You try to shoot them before they get abducted. Uh, also, uh, the aliens can do a bunch of nefarious stuff. They'll, they they can drop eggs on the planet that hatch these things that will that will uh, stalk the scientists. Uh, it's it, so basically you're in the game. It's a it's a marriage of two different gameplay elements: killing the aliens 
and making sure they don't uh, take all the scientists. And then you can also pick the scientists up and basically carry them one at a time back to the drop zone landing point and drop them off. Uh, which and you effectively at the end of the level you have you sort of have to do that uh, to uh, to uh, uh, advance keep, to end the level. Now, <laughs> I'm going to tell you just before I get to the end of the level, the uh, this game has a uh, 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 has a steep learning curve. Like they don't get, they don't just throw you in there and, and assume you know what's going on. You've got to I mean instantly the second this game starts you got aliens all over the place and you've got to, so you have to be quick on the draw. Uh, and when these aliens come out, if you, this isn't a game where you have like hit points or anything. If you run into an alien, you're toast, right? I mean, that's it. Also, the alien can, your guy shatters like glass. Yeah. And, and by the way, when that happens, you just sit there. This is one of the, and I'll get to my problems with the game, but that, (laughs) that's among them. Um, the, uh, you're, you're not totally ill-equipped. You've actually got, uh, of course, this is a Nintendo, so they had to use like every conceivable button to do something. And so what you've got here, aside from the fact that you've got, of course, you're, well, you've got your jet pack uh, that flies you up and down. You've also got... A thing no, no, no. It. it flies you up. Right, yeah. It well, does I mean, not you, you fly sort of you fall. down. Yeah, yeah. That Well, hey, it's drop zone. So you do drop a lot. I guess that's why they call it that. Um, you've also got this thing called the cloak, right? It's a cloaking device that makes you indestructible for a little while. It actually, uh, there's a bar that kind of goes down as you use it. You get a pretty good amount of the cloak. Did you? I I found myself not using the cloak that much. Did you use it that much? No, because no, you can't I, really do that much when you're cloaked. It's, well, I mean, I, you I, can still shoot, but I it, mean, it goes away, and then I mean, but I mean, I never used it that often. I, I mean, it's funny it was there. You know, but I never, I never did much with it. I, I was wondering if you, if your play style was different than mine, and we'll talk about that in a minute. You also get a thing called a strata bomb. It's sort of like a, a wipes. It sort of blows up everything on the screen. Uh, you've also got, of course, there's also pickups. There's actually a lot of weaponry in this thing, uh, and there's also a lot of bad guys. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's just different stuff. You, you, there's pulse bombs, also the crap, all kinds of stuff you can pick up. But I didn't get to pick that much of it up because I didn't get that far to, without having to use codes to go forward. Because this guy, I found this game to be pretty, uh, pretty difficult. Uh, did, did you, just before I keep going, did you? How did you think? What did you think of the uh, difficulty of this game? What did you think of the uh, presentation? What were your uh, early thoughts when you fired this thing up? When I first fired it up, <clears throat> I thought, "Why did Aaron make me play Defender?" <laughs> Well, that was, I mean, when it loaded in and I started moving around, that was absolutely my first thought. And I I, I flew around for a little bit and I was like, what is going on? I was, I mean, I knew my objective, kill the things, collect. I honestly, I didn't know there were little scientists in those pods because they had to read the docs. I mean, they're they're the size of uh, uh, your boot, your guy's boot. So if there are scientists in there, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they're in those uh, American Gladiator roll cages. Yeah, that that's <laughs> because they that's they the make thing I've their heard. way back to base and like, yeah. but they can't go into the base on their own. So you still have to kind of like shove them through the door. Yeah, uh, and uh, so I was playing, I was playing, and I, I got to the first boss. I was like, okay, it's got bosses, and I was like, okay, yep. It's Defender with Bosses. Now, do you want me to go yeah. on? 
or, no, or you no. want to finish up? What did you? I, I want to hear what you thought about the controls and the difficulty. Sloppy. The controls are sloppy. When you turn your guy, which you constantly have to do, uh, it takes too long. This is a. This is a, this isn't a a. a bullet hell shooter but this is a twitch shooter so it's yeah. all about tight controls and when your guy turns around he has too many frames of animation and it takes too long you literally see him like you see him completely turn yes. like which it's yeah, 180 cool degrees that's, that's always been that way by the way that's that's sort of built into the game that little turn well so it, it's horrible it makes the game feel horrible it hurts. Uh, also, all of your we- your special weapons and stuff like that, never used them. Because your, your starting gun, your main gun with unlimited ammo, yeah. shoots tremendously fast. And you can pretty much fill the screen up with bullets. And it never overheats. It never does anything like that. And except for the bosses, uh, most things die in one shot. So it is more uh, of a hindrance to think about needing to switch to a different weapon and worrying about the ammo of that weapon than it is just to shoot a lot of bullets shotgun style and, and just wipe out everything on the screen. Now, did you how did you skip ahead with the with the passcodes at, uh, just at any point? Nope. I, played, I did. I played I straight a- through it. I got yeah. to the point that was the absolute most disappointing for me. Uh, if you want me to go into that, well, I, I actually skipped ahead. I just in okay. terms of the difficulty, because th- this game is one of the uh, uh, you know no- games in the Super Nintendo that uses pass codes. Uh, so you can you can skip ahead if you know the codes. Of course, they're all over the place. And so I was interested to see what it, what the game looked like further on. And I will say that the, the planets change. There's the, there are different types. There's also an ice planet. You can actually get to Jupiter, uh, but uh, I didn't find the I didn't find the gameplay change that much as I went forward. I was kind of I, uh, uh, I didn't look at every level, but I looked at say two or three of them. Uh, the gun you've got does do the job, and I will say one of the one. I, listen, I guess I'm not going to give the game problems for this, but one of the one of the things I had was just you're you're worried about all these different buttons, and this is frantic action, and so it's kind of hard. To say change like turn the cloak on and stuff and turn it off and do something. It's, it's too much. It's so manic. Uh, it, it it doesn't. It it's uh, hard to. It's hard to, to 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 remember to do it. To be honest with you, for me anyway, uh, you do get different weapons. You can have crap that multiple fire. You can have stuff that like circles around you. There's a bunch of different weapons. There's a bunch of different aliens too. Uh, but most of the time, the ones I saw were the little green ones. Oh, there are. If you oh, look at the documentation, oh, mean, there's tons. Yeah, your 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 normal guys you shoot during the level. Yes. Right, right, right. Now, Brent touched on this, and it's true. So once you complete a level and you escort all the scientists, and there are ten scientists you, you're trying to save, once you escort them all back to the drop zone landing bay, then they all get beamed up. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was like, what is this? And the beam up uh, graphic. Looks like it's straight out of an eight bit game. It is. It is the most eight bit looking thing you ever saw in Super Nintendo. Yeah. But this it lays this thing beams them up, and then you. That's when it's boss battle time. Now I only fought one boss. I don't know if you got further than. Oh just fight. gosh, you did horribly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did cheat though. But I mean, I I, I skipped ahead. I want to make sure I got the whole flavor of it. 
But once the game beams up the uh, scientists, it's boss battle time, gang. Uh, the the first battle, boss I, that I fought was this big uh, metal ball, basically, yep. that comes down. And it, and it throws out... This game, you know, the first boss reminded me of a boss that you would fight in Silkworm. You know, because he kept working the ground with stuff, and he would work the sky. And I thought to myself, who's walking around on the ground to fight this guy? I couldn't yeah. figure that out. He throws, am I wrong here? No, no, that's, yeah. Because he, he, he has a lot he'll of He'll open up, attacks. and he'll throw these, like, they look like, uh, like uh, those sea-based mines. That's what they look like. Yeah. And he throws them, and they bounce along the floor. And all you've got to do is just sort of back up a little bit and keep shooting. But he also throws fire at the ground. And I kept thinking to myself, why is this guy focusing on the ground? I'm in the air. Why would I be fighting? Unless you can't shoot him on the ground. I couldn't figure that out. You know, if you were playing Silkworm and you had the Jeep, I could see it then. But that's, you know, maybe you got, the boss got lost. He ended up in the wrong game. <laughs> anyway, once you blow the boss up, it tallies up your rescued, uh, your rescued scientists. Then it's time for the next level. That's it. Rinse and repeat, uh, Brent. Uh, now, I've seen some of the other bosses watch a video. We we just saw this. We saw uh, the guy fought, fight these like the sun that comes down. What other bosses did you see down the line? All right, real time. All right, this game sucks. Oh, you there are from what I saw, and I I, I didn't. I, I will fully admit I did not get off IO, but I got to the point where it was looping bosses, and there are. Three bosses. Three. And then it loops them. That is unacceptable. Three bosses and then it loops them? No. The controls on this are not tight enough for the action that it presents. Not being able to uh, move down. You You have thrusters to go up. That's fine. But you can't thrust down... You don't have any, you know, way to move down. You just have to float down. It's drop zone. You're well, supposed to that, drop. It, it's incredibly frustrating. <clears throat> and the 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 levels, the enemies that I fought, uh, there's only one enemy that's hard. And it's these things called the tracers. And you yeah. don't encounter them until later in the game. Uh, but they they just come at you and then break apart into like Tron light paths and they home in into your onto your guy. It's they're super annoying because they're so so tiny. And I ended up wasting all my bombs on them and then I, I still couldn't get past that level. But yeah. the game is is the game hard? Yes, the game is hard. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's overly hard if it had better controls. Taking so long to turn around it's it's so frustrating. It is because you are constantly trying to be on the edge of the screen. You want whatever you're fighting on one side and you want to be on the other side. And if you start moving, because you have no precise control, it's all this kind of float type control. If you start moving and you get too close and then you have to turn around and move back and then turn back around to shoot to protect yourself... It's so slow and so frustrating. When you die, it has this explode animation of your character, which is a, a, a kind of a neat effect, yeah. but it takes so long. Yeah. I mean, for that. a game, for the rest of the game to be so manic yeah. and for that animation to take like 
seven or eight seconds, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but when the action it has you pumped up and you're you're you know you're in that fierce zone where you're you're uh, hyped and you're moving around and then you just sit there it kills your momentum it absolutely kills your momentum this is a game and like i said when i first fired it up it felt like defender right this, and when you told me this was a, a remake of an 84 game i i can completely see it because this is the kind of action that would have fit perfectly back in the 80s. And I'm not to saying that the 90s don't doesn't deserve action like this. It does. But this doesn't have <clears throat> the necessary uh, quality of life changes to make it suitable to be a Super Nintendo game. If they would have had uh, more variety of bosses, if they would have had a more uh, interesting uh, visuals because all of the enemies are these little specks. They're so tiny, except for the bosses. And once you see all three bosses and then you see them again, you're like, please just get me out of here. Uh, I did not enjoy my experience with the game. I think I got to level seven. I think is where I got. Uh-huh. Uh, did you get to the so you didn't get did you get to the snow planet? <laughs> no, I did not get off IO. Yeah. I know that for sure. So you know, I think I I didn't hate this as much as you. I, I actually you know, if you've played the original versions of these games, I think this is a generational thing. And also I do I will say I don't think this game was a good fit on the Super Nintendo and I'll explain why. This game plays very similar to the other ones, including the 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 movement. This is a lot like an asteroid or something. The, the limitations of the movement are part of the game. That's 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 the game. That's and I the get main that. part of the game. And I so, understand that, but you can't... I, and I understand that. And I, I try to keep that in mind, that they're, they supposedly have balanced the game for you not to be able to do these things or to be able to do snap turns. But it felt so sluggish when all the rest of the game is so fast... And you're moving, your up movement is super fast, and you're shooting is super fast, and all the enemies are super fast. And then you have these horribly slow elements like dying, like turning around, like moving down. It seems uh, disconnected to me. I, I think if you're going to have a fast manic game, you have to have a fast manic game. You can't do some things that are fast and manic, and then have some parts of the game that are slow. And it just breaks the flow for me. I really, it felt so bad to play this. Well, listen, here's here's my thinking on this. When Archie McLean made his first game, he saw, he say, listen, remember we a couple weeks ago uh, when we did Dave's Midnight Magic on the Atari show, Dave yep. just went out and saw a good pinball machine and just <clears throat> made a game of it, right? Yes. I think Archer said, okay, I need to make a game. Defender's popular. What can I do with the Defender to make it more my own game? And so he installed this drop zone physics and the guy, and it worked. It worked. It was a, it, I mean, it sort of changed the Defender the way you play Defender, okay? And that's all well and good, okay? But, 
Uh, but fast forward to 94, where games have people expect a little more. And so, and they did give you a little more. They upped the graphics. They put some pretty good graphics in the background. The graphics and the sound are pretty solid, you know. Oh, they're yeah. Very, they're I very arcadey. I think uh, the graphics are fine. But, uh, and they thought, small. well, we'll, st- we'll strap us, we'll put some boss battles in here, you know, we'll add a bunch of weaponry, use all the buttons, you know, and then it'll be upgraded for the Super Nintendo. Well, it's, it takes more than that to appease that crowd, right? Because games had advanced. Here's what I would have liked to have seen, uh, honestly, is I would have liked to have had, had hit points, for starters, or a power bar, something, where you don't, because you're right. And then I wouldn't have minded getting hit as much, because you're right, when that when when you get hit and you sit there for eight seconds, that sucks. That's one of yeah. my least favorite parts of the game, is waiting for that crap to happen. Also... The weird part at the end of the level where you have to get all the scientists and put them in the drop zone, that was goofy. Like, I didn't understand any of that. When you kill the last alien, level over. You know, none of this other crap. The whole And, of course, they had to do that so the thing could beam them up. Nah, nah, nah. Just have the boss come out. You don't have to, have to do all the other crap. You know, Play a warning sound to get right. people hyped up and then have the boss show up. Yeah, Right, exactly. Now, all that said, I do like the play as the play elements. This is still fun. I mean, it's still a fun game. It's still very similar to the original ones, uh, just souped up. You know, so if you're going to play Drop Zone, this isn't the worst. But they did something that always bugs me is that they had, they, they're like, hey, let's use every button on this thing to, to do stuff. Uh, like, this didn't need all this crap, to be honest with you. I don't I wouldn't have added half of it to be honest. I, I, like I said, it's the action so frantic and make you don't even use most of the stuff that you can that you've got. So they could they didn't need. To, I mean, I know I guess for they tried to make it so uh, to, that's their way of updating it. But I didn't like that either. That element of it. I mean, I, sometimes simple is better, you know. Uh, but uh, overall, this is a a real weird title for the Super Nintendo. I mean, it's it really is. It doesn't even feel like it fits on the Super Nintendo, does it? This does feel more like a Game Boy Color game or something. You know, something like that. I could see this on a Game Boy. If, even the Game Boy Advance, this would be pretty basic, wouldn't it? Um, uh, you know, I I, I want to go. I want to roll back myself a little bit. This game doesn't suck. It yeah. just is, is not uh, up to the standards of Super Nintendo, and the and there it has flaws. It doesn't suck. I mean, I think if this game is is up somewhere, and, and it's something. Uh, you know, you can walk up and play. Go ahead and play it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I, I, I'd be interested to go back and play the older game uh, to see how much it is like this one. Because I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume it's almost identical. Well, I mean, the your actual character you play, and yeah, no, it's very similar. Yeah, yeah. there's not like a. The, there's no bosses, but I mean, it's it's a very similar oh. game. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's no there's no bosses, but yeah, but this this is a C sixty four game. It's my as as my point. You know, I think it's an interesting title. I'm I'm glad I played it. I didn't know about it until this show. So, uh, and I had played the other one, obviously. So yeah, I dug it. I, I like some of the power ups are okay, but like I said, I just a, a little a little bit. Uh, they they were trying to straddle the they were straddling two uh two different eras with this one. And I don't think they really firmly landed in either. So there I you agree. go. I uh, looked up some uh, reviews on this, the Brent. Uh, computers and video games and in 94 gave this thing 80%. Mega fun in 94 gave it 79%. Playtime in 94 gave it 70, uh, 70%. Video game magazine gave it 69%. 
And the Germans were not kind to this game. Total, which is a German magazine, in November of 94, 2.75 out of 6. Not so good. Well, I mean, uh, that's almost half. <laughs> that's not so good. I, no, uh, if half is average, then that's fine. I think got, this is a slightly below average game. We got some reviews on this stunningly, Brent. We actually got some reviews this week. A lot of reviews. Uh, <clears throat> John, Boat of Car Schaller writes, I'm a big fan of Drop Zone. It always struck me as a more approachable version of Defender with a specific goal to accomplish other than just to survive. I agree with that. This version sports an impressive animated intro that would be at home. I don't know about that. Would be at home on any 16-bit computer. Unfortunately, the game itself left me cold. I found the backgrounds to be busy, too busy, your character to be too floaty, and the added boss battles to be uninspired. Some games are better left in the past, he writes. So there you go. Um, Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, kicks in. A Herm Firm, 7 out of 10. This is a 16-bit version of Jetpack, were my first thoughts. That's another popular 8-bit game. A fast-paced thrust-type shoot-em-up. The graphics and sound effects are respectable. Overall, a fun game for me on the SNES. So there you go. Um, Mitsuyama dropped a, a, a review on us. Uh, this is a Defender clone with a bit of the diagnosis spit and polish. It has nice graphics and sound, and the fast scrolling makes for a challenging game. The requirement to escort the scientists back to the base and the boss battles attempt to add some variation to the gameplay, but it, but it essentially plays like Defender. If you yeah. enjoy Defender, then you'll enjoy this. Unfortunately, I've never gotten along with Defender. It's just not a cup of tea. <laughs> and similar, similarly, I didn't enjoy this much. Five out of ten. Uh, I think that's very fair. Mitsuyama. And yes, Z9K9 chimed in. Um, a competent sprucing up of Drop Zone. Graphics and sounds are very cozy and nice. The additions, bosses, and power-ups are unnecessary. Bam! And perhaps divert from the core game, but are also kind of fun. The thing is, Drop Zone was always somewhat compromised to begin with, a less pure defender. Vertical <laughs> momentum plus the drag of gravity makes aiming fiddly. I wonder if either momentum or gravity alone would have felt artfully uh, controllable, but but both push it over the edge into unconsciously tiring. No reverse button means you can't fire while retreating. Yes. Indeed, you must move, even if only a little, in the direction you want to fire, fending towards uncomfortably close encounters. The SNES controller, with its multiple buttons, could have been an opportunity to d design a bespoke new approach to direction locking that the original single-button joystick inevitably lacked. That's a good idea. Yes. Having, your st having those buttons fire in different directions would have been awesome. Yep. Sort of like a flying Robotron. That's a, that's a darn good idea from Z9. And the two broad gameplay aims of returning the pods to the base and fighting the invaders don't fully integrate. You simply return the pods and forget about them for the rest of the wave, whereas in Defender, the humanoids and invaders remain in uh, symbiotic play all together all the time. To its credit, Drop Zone is, uh, is rebalanced to accommodate these quirks. For example, the enemies fire at you a lot less than in Defender. And while it falls short from the perfect classic, I still enjoy Drop Zone, and for this version of it, 7.5 out of 10. C9K9 is a wordsmith, Brent, by the way. Yes. I don't know if you noticed that. This guy went to work. So I, I would concur uh, with those reviews for the most part. I think we I think almost everything that they mentioned is something that we that we've talked about. A interesting game, a fun diversion, and a game you can pick up on the cheap. 
I should add. Uh, I'll look this up on the eBay. And, of course, there's people out there trying to work an angle. Uh, you can get a loose card for this if you look around for, like, uh, five bucks. Yeah. If you're looking for a box version, these things are all over the map. I saw them go. I saw people asking twenty bucks for them, all the way up to two hundred twenty bucks, and then fifty, uh, thirty-seven, fifty-two. They're all them, but they weren't selling either. So I'm pretty sure you can grab this uh, European exclusive uh, for a decent price, especially if you're in Europe, Brent. So there you go. So Archer McLean's Drop Zone, an interesting, uh, wacky Super Nintendo title. So Brent, what did you now? Let's go back for a minute. You had the entire pantheon of the Super Nintendo universe to pick from. Yes. Which gem did you jump out and grab for ARG Presents this week? I am defending Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. Holy smokes, Brent. Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City? Yes. How did you, how did you come to pick this, if I may ask? Uh, yeah. Off I the cusp. I knew how I picked mine. And then I, uh, once I did some research and playing... Uh, I'm going to make it my mission to to change some opinions today. Oh, okay. So this is an electronic arts uh, developed game uh, published by them as well. Super Nintendo exclusive released in 94 in the States and 95 over in Europe. Uh, but none of that's important. What is important is uh, the amount of hate this game gets. Yeah, uh, you were ridiculed right out of the gate. Yes. So let's talk about what the game is, and then we'll talk about what the game isn't, and then we'll talk about if it's just or not. Uh, <clears throat> Michael Jordan in the Windy City, or Chaos in the Windy City, is a platformer in the style of the 90s where you uh, are pretty much in a large maze-like environment uh, it's 2D. You have to find the keys, rescue the people, get to the end of the level. Uh, it gives you all kinds of neat uh, power-ups you can use along the way. And uh, the enemies are a lot of either just walk-forward type enemies. You know, there's not anything special with them. They're just uh, there to kind of get in your way. And uh, there are stronger enemies that take more shots. And then there are some enemies that are, uh, you have to have some kind of skill. Maybe they fly around or maybe they uh, uh, will heat seek on you, that sort of stuff. So really in the form of a platformer, pretty standard fare. Uh, the graphics in it are pretty good for the time. Uh, the animations are incredible. <clears throat> the music in it is okay. It's it's nothing tremendously special. Uh, did you see who did the music? Did I see? I who believe did the music? I was looking. I was watching the Christmas, and I believe it was David Whitaker, who's done tons and tons of yes. stuff on the sixteen bits. Yeah. Yes, it was David Whitaker. Yeah, he's uh, everywhere, and he does. I mean, I don't think any of this music is uh, off the charts. I think the uh, L train scenes, the music in that is real good. It's got this jazzy beat. Uh, so as a platformer. It, it, it has loose controls, which is unfortunate. Uh, you you uh, don't feel in control enough. It also has complicated controls. Uh, you use a lot of buttons to do not a lot of stuff. For example, uh, there's a jump, and then there's a slam dunk jump. 
where the jump is just a what you think of as a normal jump, and then the slam dunk jump allows you to throw a ball downward, uh, the ball being the projectile that you use throughout the game. Then don't forget the extended arm jump, which is a separate... No, no, that's what. That's the slam dunk jump. No, no, there's the other one where you. Oh yeah, press up. Yeah, Yeah. press up and jump, and you'll grab one to items. Uh, So, as a platformer, this game, the biggest absolute complaint of it is the camera, and it's not that the camera is bad; it's that the camera has an effect where, when you change directions, it swings to put you on the edge of the screen, which is good. But then it does this little wiggle at the end that it's trying to be stylized, but it's it's nauseating. You it's almost like your cameraman's a little, just a little tipsy. Just a, just a little <laughs> drunk. You know, like he's trying to follow the action, but it's hot and heavy. And so he, or like maybe the, you know, the, they have those things that you put the camera on that make them smooth. Maybe there's some springs attached and it kind of. <laughs> The camera kind of springs into place. I will say, I heard a lot of complaints about the camera before I played this, and I, the camera didn't bother me at all. I mean, it, I noticed it, but I, I didn't, it didn't stop me from it's playing. It's a little nauseating. No, uh, no, it didn't bother me. The other thing as a platformer that it, it sends on is if you get too close to the edge of a ledge, you will go into a ledge animation where it's like, oh, no, I'm falling. Yeah. Uh, which that's not bad in, a, in and of itself, but it, actually prevents you from taking some actions and and because of that you'll have a lot of unnecessary hits or possibly even deaths uh, it's a sin that's unforgivable it i'm that having that animation is fine uh but you can't stop a character from doing some things because of the animation and then the last thing just from a platformer standpoint that it really sends on is it has a lot of pits to your death. And for a game that has kind of loosey-goosey controls anyway, uh, unforgivable. You, you you don't need that. The game's hard enough without it. And uh, with all the bottomless pits that it presents you, not every level, but enough levels that it's a major problem. Uh, all that combines into a mediocre platform. It's a six out of ten, uh, you know, standard run of the mill for the for the age. So why am I bringing this up to defend? Yeah, because you're doing a crappy job so far. I no, I because all that stuff I'm not defending. Okay, that that all all that stuff is things that should have been fixed before the game was released, and it does merit some hate for the game. But that's not why people hate this game. The reason why people hate this game is it's Michael Jordan. And people hated it so much because it was Michael Jordan that in the same issue of Nintendo Power that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, they ranked this the seventh worst game of all time. Ah, That is embarrassing for Nintendo Power. Listen, this they got this game got the Shaq Fu treatment. No, 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 because Shaq Fu made third on that list. Yeah, and Shaq Fu, we've played Shaq Fu on the Amigos, and we both did not hate Shaq Fu. Okay, well, but here's the thing, and I'm not going to defend Shaq Fu, and I'm going to talk about that. The reason why Nintendo Power 
rated this the seventh worst game. Now, remember, 1997, this was rated the seventh worst game of all time. It's yeah. not like this was fresh in anyone's mind. Right. This was three years after the fact. The reason why they uh, ranked it the seventh worst game of all time, and I'm going to quote the magazine, not that this was, not that this game was even that <laughs> bad, but it wins the award for totally blowing the best license in the universe. What's next? Michael saves Nike Town. I completely disagree that they blew the licensing. Through and through, this game screams Michael Jordan. Yeah. All of his weapons are basketballs. It even plays on it because as you get different powers, uh, the, the basketballs have different looks. And one of the basketballs looks like a baseball because this was when he was starting his baseball career. Throughout the levels... There are basketball hoops that you can slam dunk into to get items. The whole premise of the game is that Michael Jordan showed up to a charity basketball event and all of his all the players were kidnapped. And now he's going to try to find out what's what happened to them. <clears throat> and it turns out that this uh, uh, evil guy, uh, Maximum Cranium, I, I I can't remember the bad guy's name. How bad is that? I think that it was something like that. Yeah, uh, it was dumb. He 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 stole. He kidnapped all the basketball people, and the reason why he did it, if you actually get the story, uh, and you have to play the game, it's very hard to to actually find out all the story is. He was a sideshow attraction, and people where he he was a, a, a an adult, but he was forced to. Uh, act like a baby and do uh, mathematical equations to impress people. So he's jaded now, and he wants uh, these basketball players to come and play for his team so he can earn respect back. That's the whole premise of the game. That's why he he wasn't just evil to be evil. He wanted these people. Basically, he kidnapped friends. And then when they wouldn't play with him, he started. Well, he was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna make my own friends." I mean, so it is started, a stupid plot. But I mean, I, well, it's a, it's a, it's a game. That's one of the stupidest plots I've ever heard. It's a game, right? So it, so now since no one wanted to, you know, play with him to to be on his basketball team, he's he's trying to mutate or clone or make robotic doubles of these people. You know, yeah, he's doing genius. experiments on them. That's what <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's evil genius. You know, right. mad. But, I mean, he people. is super evil because he's actually he's made a bunch of zombie basketball. Yeah, no, he is level. evil. I'm not defending yeah. him. He's okay. evil because it sounded like you were like giving this guy some love. It's like what no. are you talking about? <clears throat> but the premise for to to make sense of why there are the all, all these basketball hoops everywhere, why he kidnapped all these basketball players, all of that makes sense, and it <laughs> all screams Michael Jordan. Your it health power that your health power-ups in the game are Gatorade and yeah. boxes of Wheaties. Yeah. Which, yes, that you throw it's in commercials yes, yeah. into the game. But Michael Jordan, at the time, it made sense. They weren't just they weren't cramming in things that didn't make sense. They made sense with who Michael Jordan is. You pick up Nike shoes that would make you invincible. So all of that is super on brand with Michael yeah. Jordan. 
Yeah. And to say that they wasted the license, I think is completely off base. Yes, they could have made another basketball game because Michael Jordan uh, uh, wasn't part of the NBA license. You had to buy him separately if you bought, uh, you know, if you were making a basketball game. He had one of those things going on because he was, you know, huge basketball player. But they did, they wanted to go something different and they used the license of Michael Jordan beautifully, in my opinion to make a mediocre game. And I'll tell you where some of the hate comes from. If cuz I read a lot of articles both from the time period and uh more recently. Everyone brings up seventh worst game of all time. This this literally two lines written in a Nintendo Power article magazine. And that's what they latch on to and they hate on the game. Is the game great? No, it's not. It's not. It's a mediocre platformer. But it's people who don't know anything about gaming <clears throat> trying to cash in on bad-mouthing bad Michael Jordan and they don't know what they're talking about. The game is okay. It's mediocre. They use the license wonderfully by, by implementing all of these real-life things about Michael Jordan into the game though he throws basketballs for weapons and he throws them in a bunch of different ways when you rescue the people you rescue basketball players and they don't actually have the other basketball players names they didn't no, pay for that it doesn't matter but they, they well they have they got michael jordan who cares there is no other basketball player right that matters and I they have paid these conversations nothing. and if you know things about about basketball you can actually pick up who they are or who they're supposed to be without them saying their name, uh, which I thought was a great touch. <clears throat> I am just blown away at the hate this game gets. Aaron, what did you think about it? <clears throat> well, I've never played this. I had heard of it, but I never played it. And when you picked it on, on our Discord, Rushi insta-buried you. I mean, right out of the gate, it was a full-on burial. I thought to myself, my God, this must be horrible but and i'm gonna go back to it when me and boat played shack fu this game and shack fu they have a lot in common not just because they've got two big basketball guys in them it's because they're easy targets for people to be like oh i, I don't know they, you know they don't like it when you mix genres well, whatever thing. it is one thing uh, i want to say something yeah i want to say something shack fu was a disaster and it wasn't because it didn't matter about how good or bad Shaq Fu was. Yeah. It was a horrible use of the license. Well, because it, the game had nothing to do with Shaquille O'Neal. Well, now, now, now it had a, a basketball playing character it, fighter in it that you didn't even have to be. It had nothing to do with Shaquille O'Neal. Well, that's that's Shaq Fu. That's I'm not going to get into Shaq Fu, but I don't necessarily agree with that. But I mean, it wasn't as good license wise. No, it wasn't. Uh, this I agree with you on your licensing comment. I mean, listen, you they stuff as much Michael Jordan this as they can. They've got backboards around you just randomly slam dunk into. I mean, the whole premise of this game is the most ridiculous, stupid premise. It's a video I mean, game. Yeah. But I mean, no, I mean, it is a, it, it's my kind of dumb. Okay. We did a game on the, on the, uh, uh, Amiga called the soccer kid. Okay. Soccer kid walked around with a soccer ball and he kicked it into enemies. Okay. This is 
<clears throat> this is sort of the same premise. Michael Jordan goes around and whacks guys with a basketball. And the cool thing about it is, much like in Soccer Kid, you can throw the basketball and bounce it off stuff. You know, you can get different yeah. types of basketballs, <laughs> lead ones and fire ones, baseballs, all this crazy stuff. But listen, I agree with everything you said. This This game is not bad at all. I played it. I expected it to be horrible. And I played this way more than I did Drop Zone. Yeah, I played this I, for I, about I eight beat hours. The, I beat the first boss on the game and rolled in the second level. I mean... You played this far enough to beat the first boss? Yeah, I did. Bravo, uh, Aaron. Thank you. Bravo. Because hey, I'll, I'll tell you something. I struggled to beat that first boss. Listen, I try to give these games a fair shake. And when someone tells me how bad these games... Listen, I'll show you some bad games, sucker. Clearly, the people that said this is the seventh worst game of all time didn't play Top Banana or First Person Pinball. You, I'll tell you what, I'll take anyone on. You think you've got a bad game? Come on down to, the, up to my house. I'll take care of you, my friend. There's no way this is on that level. The anime... Now, listen, you're right. Is this the perfect platformer? No. Absolutely not. But I like the pre- I like the what they're doing. They're making these basketball stars end up doing. They're giving them something else to do. How many Michael Jordan basketball games do you need? We've exactly. got them. you've already got Michael Jordan versus Larry right. Bird. You don't and, need another. And you, much like Shaq Fu, you've got these basketball players. They've already got their basketball games. You've got the license. They're bigger than life characters. Now, to be fair, somewhere along the way in this, you should there should have been some sort of uh, bit where Michael Jordan goes to the casino or the or the or the dog track. Something like that, you know. But, Come on, but, let's not go there. But all that said, I mean, I thought this was pretty funny. D- does he have a continual, uh, uninterruptible supply of basketballs? Yes, that's what's funny about it. It's it's ludicrously funny. Uh, the, the 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 fact that you're rescuing these uh, other basketball players. By the way, the same thing happened to Shaq when he was on his way to basketball practice for the big All Star event. He got kidnapped in that one too. So again, <laughs> well, Jordan just, didn't get kidnapped in this one. Well, they, I mean, but they, he, they I know, threw I watched basketball it. through the window, but he had to go. Yeah, he had to go. it's like come rescue your friends, jerkwad. I did think it was funny that the bad guy wrote a message on a basketball <laughs> yeah. and threw it through the through the glass. <laughs> I thought that was stupid. There's a lot of like I said, you can't take it seriously. But I mean, by no means is this a horrible game. Nah. Like I kept hearing how bad the camera was. Listen, it's not that bad. Come on. It's even got the ability where you can scroll a little bit downwards and upwards when you yeah. you know, so you can see what's coming. You know, it's got the it's got the famous jumping man logo all over it. Yep. It's got like you said, it's got the tie-in licenses. It's got a lot of Jordan stuff in it. And I on just on the basis of that, I found it amusing. Like we're looking here at the video, they at the end of the level it shows the big scoreboard. I yeah. thought that was cool too. I like that was now I will say I, I did watch video of people playing this. It does get repetitive. The levels there really don't aren't that many different levels. Well, no, a, that's well there aren't. But it, it the environments you it's an overworld map and you have I think six zones and in each zone you have between uh, uh four to six levels and the background it's unfortunate that the background that they started with is probably the worst one i used some codes cuz i couldn't get past i think like uh uh like 23 or 22 was one of those yeah. and the first background they put you in is probably the, the least interesting one uh, but they they try to warm up different mechanics as they go and the game definitely gets more complicated also the the villains and the bad guys 
are all basketball themed. You fight a giant whistle uh, yeah. uh, as a as a common bad guy. Referees, you take the like bonus level in between uh, some of the levels you get on the L train. Did you play any of those levels, Aaron? I did not. No, I saw now, a you, video of them. When you get on the L train, you're just riding uh, the tr- the train from one place to another, uh, and reporters are in your face. And you have to hit them with basketballs to get them out of your face. And they're taking pictures and crap like that. I thought that was cute. And it's basically just to get some more power up stage. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a mediocre platformer with a Michael Jordan theme. I I enjoyed it. Like I said, I played this game for about eight hours. Yeah, I believe uh, that. I, I knew it would your eye. And I will say, but I mean, listen, the game's got flaws. That the uh, there it uses too many buttons. Stupidly, you could have condensed most of these moves into one button. I agree. and it would have been better. Like that was one thing that drove me nuts. Having to try to remember which button did what. Yeah. Uh, so that was and, stupid. And it's super hard. Right. The inventory, I did. I mean, listen, you've got even you got you can pick stuff up, <clears throat> switch between it. At first, I didn't know what to do, like how to open the doors, stuff, but you figure it out. It's got stuff that's hidden. You can't figure out how to get to that stick. I like that. Like I said, this was a perfectly average game that was lifted up by the fact that it was so stupid. The stupidity helped. That's what I yes. like about it. So I'll, I give I- this one stupid credit. I was already Aaron, and by the way, I, I think this is uh, uh, worth emulating. Oh yeah, if you absolutely. like platformers, if you like hard platformers, because it is certainly absolutely hard. Listen, uh, people should go ju- listen. Don't listen to us. Go judge it for yourself. You go play this, and then tell me this is the seventh worst game of all time. Yeah, it's not. It's not the hundred worst game of all time. I agree. It's, is it the best game? No, no. But it's it's a it's. Totally serviceable game, in my opinion. I was already, Aaron, I was already for us to battle on this. No, And, no. and throw down major hate towards each other. No. I, I cannot express to you how happy I am to see that you, you cut through the media hype and thought that this was an okay game. You know, now that I've pleased you with my selection, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. So, <laughs> let we got a lot of Discord action on this. I, I want to, as I mentioned earlier, Britt put uh, he said he, Britt mentioned on Discord he'll be playing Chaos of Woody City. The very first comment from Rushi, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> then here's a here's a, a succinct and quick review from John Boat of Car Schaller. Garbage like Yo Joe with a basketball. By the way, I like Yo Joe. Uh, Sundon says, Windy City makes me always think of a huge crowd of people farting. So that's a, that's a <laughs> lovely sentiment. Mitsuyama comes in. Uh, phew, what a stinker. It's a generic platformer, and slapping in Michael Jordan at a basketball theme does nothing to improve it. There oh, might be a fun game in here, but the controls were just so awful. I can't pinpoint what makes the controls so bad, but nothing seems to flow. I guess I just slapped Jordan into a bad game in the hopes that it would sell a few more units. A few more units. It's best left alone. Three out of ten. Oh, I think that's unfair. Rushi comes back with a far more in-depth look. Uh, An absurd license for an exploration platform that unfortunately is let down by loose controls and a whiplash-inducing camera. Playing uh, Playing via emulation today removes the need for password saves, which is an absolute godsend. A waste of one of the biggest individual licenses of the era, but one that feels like it's just a ROM hack away from being something so much more. Adding battery back saves 
and responsive controls can improve it drastically. Six out of ten. I think six out of ten oh, is a fair score. Hold on, Brent. Oh, because Rushi's not done. There's an adjoining burial here. I also I can't I also can't believe that with the depth and quality of the Super Nintendo library that 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 this was the game you chose. I hope it's to refudiate the poorly thought out top ten worst games award it received from Nintendo Power, or to highlight the oddity of how the license was used. Because dude, Bill Lambert's Combat Basketball was a more effective tie-in. <laughs> Chaos in a Windy City is the Revolution X of its field. Well, well, I don't know about that. Burial. So there you go. I've never heard a burial of that quality, Brent. He went out of his way to badmouth you and the game. That, that's job, okay. I, I can take it. I can take it. You know, listen. You know the funny thing, and he he unfortunately he didn't make it into the supporter video because I, I uh, his yeah. pledge was so late. <laughs> yeah, but that's funny Rousey how that works. Our our newest uh, <laughs> Patreon member. And you might also be our most short-lived Patreon member. <laughs> Listen, there's only one thing you can do after a brutal, brutal burial like that. It's unleash the freaking wheel. That's Here it. Here we go. So, this week, we only had to add one piece, and it's the Retro Rewind. It's the Vic-20, Remember the Vic-20? I would allow, you know what? Let's play some Vic-20. Spin it oh, up right. for us, Aaron. What was that game you did? Fu- uh, Sword of Fugle or whatever? Pretty good game. All right, here we go. Oh! There's a lot of crazy garbage on here. Let's get it right in there. And the winner is the PlayStation, Brent. It's the PlayStation. That's our first effort on the PlayStation. Brent is so happy. This was your idea, Brent, to put the PlayStation on the wheel. No, it popular wasn't. Demand. Absolutely he not my idea. So yeah, next, I, next week, Brent, the... you can find a, another crazy title from the vast library of PlayStation titles. I vetoed the PlayStation piece a dozen times. But the fans demanded it. It, it we, that was put on the wheel by popular response because ARG will go anywhere. And if you think about it, the PlayStation is pretty old at this point. It's not like it's not like the PlayStation just came, came out. And we did do the Xbox, so it seems only only fair to Dreamcast. Now listen, the PlayStation has a ton of crazy titles. Oh, it's, it's a, a crazy great title system. system. I'm not yeah. denying that. I just gonna, I have no personal great. connection to it. Plus, I know all you know. Pretty much all there is to know about it. So this is going to be a rough week for me. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to mention Paul Kitchen just said PlayStation not retro because we've got a we've never fully established what is. First of all, we'll, we play anything. We don't care. But <laughs> I think the PlayStation. Listen, I, I, my old philosophy was anything that that involves a CD. You're getting out of the retro area, but then you got the Sega CD in there. You got the, the CD32. No one says nothing about playing that stuff, but the PlayStation. Oh, you crossed the line. We're crossing that sucker. That's the that's the way we do it. Pretty anything you want to put in screaming. here? Any shout outs, shout downs, defending uh, anything? What do you have to say here before we shut this sucker down? We'll we'll uh, we'll get another winner next week. I guess Listen. everyone was so happy with our choices this week. Man, you've Let's, really you've, I've never seen you so deflated. You know, one thing I've noticed about this show is whenever we look at a couple mediocre titles, that's when we go over an hour. That's the way we do it. We'll talk about a mediocre title till the cows come home. <laughs> it's the ARG way. Hey, thanks everyone for uh, popping by and uh, checking us out. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we will be back uh, same bat time, same bat channel next week. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for some PlayStation titles. So until then, go out to the dog track, 
Grab yourself a Gatorade, a bowl of Wheaties, and do it the Michael Jordan way. That's the American way. Until then, see you later. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Hello to our YouTube subscribers and our Twitch followers. A special thank you to Duncan Styles for our vector graphics and Bartbit for an amazing closing theme. Want to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at our new Patreon at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Ram, W. Vetke, Rolo, Olaf Hope, Anthony Jarvis, Terry Howard, Gary Heather, John Schaller, The Slow Morris, Frodo NL, Steve Rechmason, Bernhard Lucas, Chris Folds, Mitsuyama, Jason Warns, Rob Black O'Hara, Andy Craig, Dave Velociraptor, Retroallergy, Hermsky, John Dykeman, Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, and Mr. B. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay, too. You can help us out by leaving us a positive review on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Have an idea for a wheel piece? Email it to us at argpresents at mail.com. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT on Twitch. Hope to see you there.